In this edition of Locked On Capitals, the Washington Capitals are headed to the trade deadline. What is their biggest position of need? Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right, in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we are going to talk about what is the Capitals' biggest position of need as we head towards the trade deadline, which is March 3rd. We'll talk about that in the show. Then later we will talk about the All-Star break. Couldn't have come at a more better time. And then to close out the show, we will talk about Alex Ovechkin as he chases down Wayne Gretzky. All right, just to get it going here, there was an article out there in the Hockey Writers, and it kind of emanates from Elliot Freeman talking about what is the Capitals' one of the Capitals' positions of need. And it wasn't one of the ones that I thought, you know, when I think about what could the Capitals use to solidify, I was thinking a depth defenseman, I was thinking a forward. It was Elliot Freeman's idea that maybe the Capitals will be in the market for a netminder. You know, you thought that when they went out in the offseason that they signed Darcy Kemper and they signed Charlie Linger, and that would kind of put to rest any of that kind of goalie talk. But it was his belief that maybe the Caps might be in the market for a netminder. The netminder they are talking about is Karel Vamelka of the Arizona Coyotes. And, you know, he is one of the players that I think is a bit of a victim of circumstance. I think he's a great goaltender. He's playing on a pretty horrible Arizona Coyotes team. Could he be, could he benefit playing on a better team? So he was originally drafted by the Predators, but ultimately chose to go to the Coyotes. And why did he ultimately decide to go to the Coyotes? Because they offered him pretty much a starting role where if he would have taken the job with the Predators, uh, it would have pretty much been a backup role. I think it would have been around the Pecorine uh, era. So he would have probably been sitting back seat uh, in that situation. But just taking a look at it, why did Elliot Freeman think that that would be a good fit? Uh, Vamelka is a 26-year-old goaltender from Chechia who was drafted by the Predators, like I talked about there. One of the things that Elliot Freeman tossed around the idea of uh, was entertaining offers for Vamelka. If the Caps are looking to improve even a little bit, he would be an ideal candidate to run alongside Camper for the remainder of the season. For me, it's not for me. I don't think that is a good fit. I think that, you know, you picked your goalies in the offseason. You picked Camper, you picked Lingren, and that is who you're going to roll with. 
And ultimately, if things go downhill, they have the uh, depth down in Hershey uh, that they need. So if you take a look even at the month of December, uh, Darcy Kemper got injured, Charlie Lindgren stepped in, and then they had Hunter Shepard step up. But if you just take a look at the depth chart for the Capitals, so down in Hershey, it is Hunter Shepard, it is Zach Fucale, uh, they have Garen Bjorklin and Clay Stevenson. So there is a plethora of different options out there. Um, why why don't they do that? And I guess that for me, this kind of harkens back to you know, when Holpe first kind of came, Braden Holpe came to prominence on this team. And then they went out and signed Thomas Vokun. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, why did they sign Thomas Vokun at the time? I think it was Michael Neuverth was also in the mix there. Um, but sometimes they try to bolster uh, these positions that they believe could be a little bit better. So the Caps goaltending is good. Could it be a little bit better? Ultimately, for me, I think that if they're going to trade Lars Eller, they would be best served to try to get a forward or a defenseman. I think they can go ahead and leave the net minding position alone. And what was spoke of in this article is they were uh, proposing trading Lars Eller plus a draft pick. Hey, I've been to this movie. I've seen that. I do not want the Capitals to move on from forwards or futures as far as draft picks are concerned or someone that's down in Hershey. I just don't think that makes sense, especially for a goalie, which the Capitals have that in spades. I really don't think they need to address the net mining position. So if the Capitals do want to go out and trade Lars Eller or Anthony Mantha or something like that, I can, I can see that. But do it for a position that the Capitals actually need to solidify. We know that John Carlson is going to be missing sometime. So if they want to go out and pick up a defenseman or if they want to pick up a depth forward, uh, see Sonny Milano or Nicholas Abe-Cubel, something of that nature, then I can get behind that. But for them to go out and trade Lars Eller in a draft pick for a, you know, a position that is pretty much sewn down, it just does not make a lot of sense to me. Caps Nation, does that make a lot of sense to you? Why would they trade Lars Eller for Vamelka? Don't get me wrong. I think Vamelka probably is one heck of a goalie. He is just a victim of circumstance playing on a pretty poor NHL team. I think that obviously he could be better served uh, playing on a better team. But for the Caps, I'm going to go ahead and say they should probably pass on that. Um, you know, it is an interesting time. This is kind of the crazy season between the All-Star break and the trade deadline where everything is kind of thrown to the wall and see what sticks. That's not going to stick. And, you know, I understand that it's, you know, Elliot Freeman's job to pontificate and kind of spin these things. Uh, that's what he ultimately does for a living. And I, he does have the, the inside track. But ultimately, I think that he's a little bit off on this one. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about the all-star break and how this couldn't have come at a more better time for the Capitals. We'll talk about that next. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. 
Download the FanDuel app now so you can get and bet on Super Bowl 57 with no sweat. First bet, you'll get up to $3,000 back. And bonus bets, if your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to see who will score a touchdown. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on the game, put some money on it. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. So, join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we're going to talk about the All-Star break and how this couldn't have come at a more better time. And what do I mean when I say that? Well, you know, and there's been past seasons when I said, you know, the Caps have had this great momentum going forward. All of a sudden, it's going to stop because of the All-Star break. Not this season. The Caps have struggled, and I think you know, it would be a great time to rest and reset mentally in all facets. You know, I think this Caps team, considering the myriad of injuries they've faced this season, a break is just what the doctor ordered. You take a look at some of the players that are kind of on the fringe and ready to return. See Tom Wilson, see Nick Dowd, uh, John Carlson, who is a bit of a ways out, but even giving him some extra time, I think that will ultimately help. I mean, let's face it, the Caps killed it in the month of December, but have have struggled in the month of January. Is a break of this nature going to help them? Of course it is. Uh, Nick Dowd talked about it as much. He said that this team is being, you know, kind of worked hard and just mental, mentally and physically, they've kind of been put through their paces. So this is just a perfect time for the Capitals to catch a little bit of a break here. If you take a look at it, they finished 6-7-1 and one after a stellar December, writes Washington Hockey now. So ultimately not uh, the record that they were looking for. This hasn't been really a month that we're really excited about or planned, Jensen noted, but to finish going into the break with a win, it's huge. And then we get to reset a little bit. Everyone gets to rest up. Some injuries get 100% and come back, and hopefully we can go on some runs here. And I'll, you know, hopefully that is the case because... We do know that October, November were a bit of a struggle. And then December came and everything changed and the Caps were playing so much better. That is what they're hoping for in the month of February and March where the rubber meets the road. We're past the point of the season where we're like, well, we're struggling now, but we got all this runway ahead of us. That runway is getting shorter and shorter all the time. The Caps need to make hay while the sun shines, and that time to do it is right now. So hopefully this break uh, can help a lot of these players that are on the verge of coming back. Like I talked about Tom Wilson and Nick Dowd, they can come back and help contribute to this team. We know what Tom Wilson brings to this team, that physicality, that enforcement factor. The Caps always play better when Tom Wilson's out there. His leadership qualities nicked out. Part of that fourth line, that grinder line, just kills it with Garnet Hathaway. Uh, we really need him to come back as well. So this is a perfect opportunity. My big thing for Alex Ovechkin is that I hope that ultimately he gets some uh, rest as well. I know that he is going to be participating in the festivities this year, but I hope that he doesn't party too much, shall we say, and uh, he can get some break, a uh, break as well, because that's what, you know, even I know he's the Russian machine that never breaks and all that, but ultimately he could use 
um, a rest out there well as well. Personally, I was pretty fortunate just because another 10, 11 days of missing. If we were in the season, that's potentially another five games, Dowd said in an interview with 106.7 The Fan on Wednesday. Right now, I'm at a total of six games missed since I got hurt two weeks ago. I think these extra 10, 11 days of healing and getting back in will really help me. So, that's what I talked about is, you know, sometimes these these breaks are just what the doctor ordered. You know, you got to think uh, to a certain extent, there are probably teams around the NHL that are saying, no, we don't want to take a break. Things have been going so well for us. See the Boston Bruins, for example, they would probably love nothing more than to just keep steamrolling ahead. Because, you know, sometimes when teams come back from breaks of this nature, it takes them a while to find their bearings, to find their hockey legs, if you will. So, you know, some teams get better. And wouldn't that be something if all of a sudden the Bruins went on a losing streak? I know that they have struggled a little bit as of late, but they still have the best record in the NHL. We're hoping that it's going to help the Capitals in the big picture of things. Uh, because we know, like I talked about, that they have struggled. Is this going to be the, you know, the thing that is going to help them uh, push them forward. How much better um, is this Capitals team with Tom Wilson in the lineup? How much better are they with Nick Dowd? Eventually, John Carlson at some point. Uh, like I talked about in that in the first segment, there the Caps have some big decisions to make uh, as far as what they want to solidify before the trade deadline. Ultimately, they can use this time to determine. You know, is Tom Wilson and Nick Dowd are they going to be good to go, and is John Carlson going to be good to go? Because if in fact they are not ready to return. Uh, then potentially the Caps are going to have to make some changes uh, around the trade deadline and help bolster this team that is trying to make the most of the Rock the Red Alex Ovechkin era. Uh, that is why you're starting to see all these rumors swirling around there. So ultimately, a best-case scenario for the Capitals going forward right now is just to rest and recover. Hopefully they're not out there partying too much. They actually take this time to just rest and, you know, mentally, mentally and physically uh, get in the place that they need to be. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about Alex Ovechkin as he's taken on Wayne Gretzky's record, and he's doing it a lot faster than anyone thought possible. We'll talk about Ovi next. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you gotta try a built bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, you want to eat healthy, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You gotta try a built bar with built healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like candy while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. We've talked about for years that you can get these on Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart or today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate chip, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. 
right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we're going to talk about Alex Ovechkin as he is breaking goals faster than anyone thought possible. If you really stop and think about what Ovi's doing in this modern era, it's quite impressive. You take a look at Gretzky and you take a look at Gordy Howe. They did that in a period where the goalies were shorter, their pads were smaller, and they had kind of just that flailing style. Modern goalies are in the butterfly style. They're better athletes and they're taller. So for Alex Ovechkin to keep knocking out these records in modern times is most impressive. Some people say right now that Ovi is the greatest goal scorer of all time just based on the fact that he is doing it in modern times. If you've taken a look at it, there has been the COVID years. There has been lockouts. He is still finding a way to get production against some of the best netminders in the league. And he's doing that not only because he is a great goal scorer, but like Adam Oates talked about in this article here uh, in The Athletic, he's doing it because he has the brain to do it. Some people just think, you know, pass me the puck and I'm going to slam it home. It's just as simple as that, right? Well, what Adam Oates is talking about, yes, former Capitals head coach Adam Oates, not one of the best head coaches, I got to say, in Capitals history, but he is a great coach as far as how to refine uh, a player's shot and how to score goals, that kind of thing. So Adam Oates talked about it that, you know, uh, uh, that he got Ovechkin back to his 50 goal form for a while there. Uh, he struggled a little bit and he wasn't getting quite that production. He came in and uh, helped uh, Ovi find his game a little bit there. So that's ultimately what it's all about. Gretzky scored 23 goals in his age 37 season. How tallied 29, Brett Hall 30, with roughly the same number of miles on the odometer. Ovi has put the great one, Mr. Hockey, the golden Brett, in his rearview mirror with two and a half months remaining in the regular season. And what is this all about, ultimately? This is about an Ovechkin that is more mature. Let's face it, when he first came into the league, he was all about, you know, the glitz and glamour and rap videos and all that kind of stuff. He was caught up in the trappings of being a young man that was at the top of his game in the NHL. Now he's 37 years old with a couple kids and a wife. Things have changed for him a little bit. He is not the guy that's going to drop the gloves and want to fight the first guy that comes out to the, on the ice. Um, he is a guy that kind of leaves that for other guys on the team. He concentrates on what he does best, and that's scoring goals. He is projected to pass Gretzky in the 24-25 season, and I do believe that he is on par for doing that. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be able to do that except for the injury thing out there. We know that there's a, a website out there called Russian Machine Never Breaks, named after Alex Ovechkin, who is the Russian machine that never breaks. He did Alex Ovechkin did miss some time this year due to injury, and it seems that you know why he still is a pretty sturdy, solid guy. You know, Father Time is coming for all of us, and he is 37 years old. And these injuries that maybe he would normally have bounced back from in his younger day are taking a little bit longer. So that is one of the biggest things that could derail or stymie his progress is the injury th injury thing, the injury bug, you know, that, that uh, many of the Capitals players have faced. I do believe that intrinsically he has it within him uh, to pass Wayne Gretzky. I really think it's just ultimately a matter of time. Like I spoke of, it's the 24-25 season um, is his projection to, to pass Gretzky. But I think that as long as he can stay healthy, 
he is on pace, he is on par for passing him sooner than that, as long as he can stay healthy. And that was kind of Adam Oates' assessment in that article as well, is that all he had to do was just really help him refine his game, because ultimately Ovi has, you know, tried to tinker with different things. He's tried to do it with different hockey sticks and different things to help him try to find the best production possible. And I think that he has been able to do that. And I think that he is going to continue to be able to do that. He's just got to concentrate on playing hockey. He's got to stay healthy. And he hopes that this team around him can can continue to contribute because Ovi can be the greatest player in the world. But if he's on a team that cannot score or help him score, then that is definitely going to stunt his growth. I ultimately think that he is going to be able to do that. I My projection in the beginning of the season was 52 goals. I know that's not much of a leap, but I remember Tarek Elbashir's was 47. So it's going to be interesting to see who's closest without going over. <laughs> I ultimately think that Ovi is going to be able to do it again. He's just got to stay healthy and concentrate on his game and avoid getting injured at all costs. Avoid getting drawn into stupid fights or something of that nature, and I think that he'll be just fine. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where we are in the All-Star break, and I got some great guests lined up for you. During the All-Star break, uh, All-Star break here, I got Matt Wyrick. Uh, among some other uh, guests that are coming on. Plus, I have some guests from, from some fans from you that are out there that are Caps fans and maybe perhaps fans of the show that will be on to talk to me. And we'll talk about what do you think the Caps should do at the trade deadline? How many goals do you think Ovechkin will get this year? Those kind of things. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'll send you a Zoom link and we'll talk. All you got to do is shoot me an email minutecastmedia at gmail.com. That's minutecastmedia at gmail.com. So we can talk a little caps. Me and you caps fans, I think that'll be a lot of fun. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.